You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the 415ers podcast coming at you three times a week on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Evan Giddings and Mark Grandy with you as always. Five stars necessary. Um, well, you kind of got me thinking now about the offense because, look, my... My favorite player to watch is Debo. I'm sure a lot of people's is on offense. Um, George Kittle, I think we can both agree, needs to be used more. But the guy that sort of gets left out in all of this, to, to me, is is then Brandon Ayuk. Because right now, he's he's on pace for like 750 yards this season, over 17 games. And he hasn't really gotten an opportunity, I think, to, to flex the way people projected him to in the preseason, a lot of that, I believe, has to do with his relationship with Trey Lance and that not necessarily being available now because of Trey Lance's absence. But Ayuk is, to me, a fantastic possession receiver. He's a guy that can get open on third down, but it almost seems like a lot of the looks that Jimmy Garoppolo has on third, we've seen him go to Jawan Jennings more than we, we've seen him go to Brandon Ayuk in some of those big spots. So. I, I'm just curious, like, when do we see the Brandon Ayuk game? Or when do we see him begin to break out? When do we see him begin to, you know, flex and demonstrate, like, show those skills that we know are there and that we've seen in flashes, granted, throughout his first couple of seasons? Like, I think that can also help, as you were talking about, you know, potential cap for this offense, to me as a second or third wide receiving option for Jimmy Garoppolo and for the Niners, Brandon Ayuk absolutely needs to be involved more as well as Kittle. And I know the math doesn't always break down their way in each individual game, but against a defense like Carolina, which is look pretty porous. I mean, you could take advantage of a lot of guys on their, on their defense and in their secondary. Like I'm also looking for Brandon Ayuk to get the ball a lot more. I'd agree. I, yeah, I think he certainly deserves it and he's capable. Um, you know, I've long time been a believer in Brandon Ayuk's abilities. And I think, you know, eventually he's going to be putting up those kinds of numbers that, you know, deserve respect as, you know, one of the better receivers in football. However, I am just, you know, what you mentioned, the math of this offense. I'm not really sure it will, we will get to a point this season in which there are simply enough opportunities for him to be putting up you know, a thousand plus yard seasons. I, I I do not think that that is, you know, possible this year for Brandon Ayuk because you, you look at how this team is going to win football games. And I think we both agree that, you know, they're going to win more than they lose. It is because the defense will be so dominant that opponents will not score that often. And it's because the 49ers will be able to scheme up enough uh, success in the run game to keep their offense on the field and put up just enough points that they win those games. Uh, and with, you know, targets like Debo Samuel, and as we were talking about George Kittle, who I think, think will be getting more looks sooner rather than later, 
I'm just not sure that there is enough to go around right now in the offense because of Jimmy Garoppolo's limitations, because of the fact that Kyle Shanahan will tend to be conservative, you know, when he's play calling on offense, knowing that he has a fantastic defense on the other side. I simply just don't see it happening for Brandon Ayuk this year, uh, but I think it will happen eventually. And um, the 49ers better hope it happens with them because I'm still a big believer in his ability, but I'm just not sure the opportunities will match his ability and maybe what he deserves to see on the offensive side this year. Sure. I'm totally with you there. And I, I just feel like, you know, you could be a guy potentially in a playoff game that, you know, if you're going up against a team with a great defense, they could try and take away Samuel. They could try and take away Kittle. You know, he might need to be a guy that could, have a big game in a big spot. And if you're not really getting him the work in the regular season, you know, I, I think it'd be unfair to expect him to then step up in a big spot when you need him to just, just some food for thought. And I'm kind of dancing around the the big question for the offense, I think is going to be how many points they put up on a week by week basis, but let's face it this Sunday, they are in an advantageous position when it comes to the Carolina Panthers, not only because the defense is not great, but because the offense is absolutely inept and the San Francisco 49ers, I believe will have the ball for the majority of the game. And this leads us to our, our pretty big question of, of the show. Um, The reason why I've had my feet kicked up the entire time is because I'm really not concerned about this game this weekend. I think the 49ers should walk into Charlotte and they should, they should kick the Panthers ass. I mean, that's pretty much what should happen this weekend. They're six and a half point favorites. Um, They're coming off a huge win against the Rams. They are making their first trip to the East coast in an Eastern time zone, but it's a, it's a one o'clock or four o'clock Eastern kick one o'clock local time here on the West coast. My question mark is how ugly could Sunday get for the Panthers and how beautiful potentially could Sunday look for the 49ers? Because look, they're back on track. They're right where they need to be. And I almost expect them to keep the ball rolling. And it, I mean, Carolina is a team that you can beat in so many different ways that, yeah, I don't know if it'll be an absolute cakewalk. They might have some ups and downs. And look, we talked about the second half conservatism of Kyle Shanahan, but like, if I absolutely expect to win, and I kind of expect it handedly. Uh, yes, I'm with you. Uh, to answer your question, Sunday will be very, very ugly for the Carolina Panthers. They will not score a touchdown on Sunday against the San Francisco 49ers. That's that's mm. my prediction for this game. They're off offense. on offense. <laughs> yeah, maybe a, maybe a special teams or a defensive <laughs> touchdown. Yes. Their offense is just pitiful. There's no other way to put it. Uh 30th in passing offense per game, 166 yards there. Uh the 49ers passing defense second best in the NFL, 161 uh and you know 0.3 per game there. Uh, total offense for Carolina, 262.3 yards. That is dead last in the NFL. 49ers, total defense. Guess what? They're tied for first with the Buffalo Bills, allowing just over 234 yards per game. Uh, you look at possession average, a number that the Niners generally dominate. And when they do dominate, they win and they win big. The Panthers, average you know, about 24 minutes of possession per game. That is dead last in the NFL. The San Francisco 49ers, a middle of the pack right now, but there's been a couple of weird games that have kind of changed those numbers around. Everything that we have seen through four weeks, and I literally mean everything, shows you and is telling you 
the Panthers will be inept offensively in this game on Sunday. They'll be lucky to get in double digits offensively in this game. Their offense will be lucky to get in the end zone. It will take a superhuman Christian McCaffrey, which we have seen before. It is possible we see it again, but it will take a superhuman Christian McCaffrey for this offense to score a touchdown against the San Francisco 49ers. It is going to be ugly, ugly, ugly for Carolina. Niner fans are going to absolutely love it because their defense is going to shine, excuse me, shine bright once again. Uh, But for Carolina, it will not be good. And it might be uh, maybe the final nail in Matt Rule's coffin because he is on his way out. There's no hiding it. And the 49ers have a chance to officially, you know, put a final stamp on this one and end things for him in Carolina. It's not going to be fun for Panthers fans in Charlotte. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm with you. I think things get ugly for the Carolina Panthers. And the reason being, as much as we like to you know, talk about the limitations of Jimmy Garoppolo, and I know we've thrown around the theoretical, you know, what if he was in Carolina? What if he wasn't here? Um, whatever side of the argument you fall on doesn't, doesn't really matter at this point because of how freaking bad Baker Mayfield <laughs> has been this season. My God. He, he might be the worst quarterback in the NFL right now. And statistically, I have one number that backs that up. His 15.3 total QBR through four games since the inception of the stat in 2006 is the second worst ever. 15.3. <laughs> Horrible. I don't know. Probably Jamarcus <laughs> Russell. I, I, I have zero clue. I have zero clue who the worst quarterback is of all time. I know that Baker Mayfield is number two all time through four games in that number. He is completing 55% of his passes and the offense for Carolina. The other thing too, like they don't convert third downs. I believe they're last in the NFL as far as con, uh, third down conversions. The Niners, meanwhile, on defense are number one at getting teams off the field on third down. And they're excellent. Like they've allowed, I think, it's either two or three touchdowns via the pass and Baker Mayfield's not going to change that. Like he is horrible. And as much as we talk about how, again, Jimmy G is this Jimmy G is that watch on Sunday, what a really bad quarterback looks like. And then be thankful for the one, the mediocre quarterback that you do have, because it could be, it could be 50,000 leagues below the sea worse than Jimmy Garoppolo. And his name is Baker Mayfield. That's fair. It's a very good point. Uh, 49ers, just be thankful that you you do have Jimmy Garoppolo. Even though it's frustrating at times, he may make you want to pull out your hair at times. Uh, it can be worse. Uh, I mean, just think back to you know some of the the post Jeff Garcia days. If, if you're a 49er fan, um, you know it was it was bad. Jimmy Garoppolo is is not great, but he's he's certainly not bad and not as bad as as Baker Mayfield either. No, no, and it's it's not an excuse for Jimmy playing terribly like he did against Denver. I'm just saying. You know, oh yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying appreciate the 16th best quarterback. I'm just saying appreciate the fact that you don't have the 32nd 
best quarterback. You don't football. have to be happy with who you have. <laughs> Just be happy that you don't have, you know, someone worse. Yeah. yeah, like when 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 Christmas comes around and you roll up under the tree, like you may not get your favorite present, but just be happy you don't get coal. Like that's yeah, that's point. pretty much where we're at. Good point. I mean, and you you look at this game, and you know what's maybe you know considering how bad this Carolina team is on offense, you know what's the target? Niners score X amount of points. What guarantees a win? Uh, well, there Ooh, is one seven? specific. <laughs> it might be enough. Honestly, I mean, I mean, we'll get to predictions in a little bit, but I, I, I kind of maybe gave a hint on on where I'm going. I mean, I don't think Carolina's getting in double digits in this game, so um, maybe get to ten. That's enough. But there's a specific stat uh, that's kind of been floating around Twitter that I saw. Uh, Matt Rule, head coach of the Carolina Panthers, in his third year, he is one and twenty-seven when opponents score seventeen or more points against the Carolina Panthers. Matt Rule, I'll, I'll repeat it because it's it's a doozy. When opponents score 17 or more points, that's not a big amount of points. 17 or more points against the Carolina Panthers. Matt Rule and the Panthers are 1-27. and 27. If you score 17 points, Jimmy Garoppolo, you will win this game. I promise you. So go out and do it, and you'll improve to 3-2. and two. That might be the first time this year that you've addressed the offense with Jimmy Garoppolo first, Mark. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, this isn't this is we're isn't making a, progress. A, this isn't a difficult bar to clear. Score 17 points. Your defense might score seven of them for you. Just go out and get the rest and, and you will win this game in Carolina. Well, do you know what the 49ers are averaging points wise on offense this year, Mark? Uh, just to tick over 17, if I'm not mistaken, 17.8. So that almost <laughs> guarantees victory for the Niners. If they just play average, they will win the game on Sunday. Uh, which which takes us to all right. Let's do it. Predictions for this Sunday. Um, 49ers again. They are six and a half point favorites as we record the podcast. This is coming out Friday morning. Over under right now at thirty nine. As as you told me before the pod, Mark. This is the lowest total of any game this weekend, and perhaps understandably so for the reasons reasons that we laid out. Carolina's offense is horrific. The 49ers are just about average, uh, if not below average as far as points are concerned. So this is going to be a low-scoring game, but one that, again, the Niners should dominate against the Carolina Panthers. And I, do, you know what? I, I love that magic number 17. And so I'm going to say that the 49ers win this game on Sunday 17-6. to six. I think that's going to be the final six. score. Yep. All right. They're going so, to get a uh, touchdown early, and then they're just going to run the ball right down Carolina's throats, pick up you know a field goal, and just be pretty complacent. They're walking off into the sunset with a you know low scoring but dominating defensive victory. So Matt Rule drops to one and twenty eight now when opponents score seventeen or more. Correct. Yeah, I want to hand him that twenty eight though. I'll All be right. responsible. I'm with you on that. I, I think we'll be adding one more to the loss column in that stat for Matt Rule. I have it a little higher scoring. I'm going 24 to 9 San Francisco in this game, but still the uh, under safely hits. Under 39, the lowest under of the week, as you mentioned. Um, if you've been paying attention, bet unders and 49er games, uh, you're going to make some money that way. Uh, keep it up in this one 24 9 is the final score I got. Niners over the Panthers. I do not think it's going to be all that close. Three field goals for Carolina. Christian McCaffrey will be good, but not great. He will not get into the end zone. Baker Mayfield will not throw a touchdown. He'll probably throw an interception, maybe two. Who knows? 
uh, but the 49ers win comfortably. And for the first time, they will win consecutive games in 2022. And they will win consecutive games by identical scores, is what you're saying. I, You know what? I didn't even think about that. But yeah, 24-9. That's it's, exactly it's the, what they beat the, the Rams with. The, the lucky number. That's that's the target for the 49ers. Gosh, now you got me thinking. I want to go back and see when was the last time they won or just even had a game with an identical score. Uh, but that'll just about do it for this episode. We're going to pick <laughs> up next time on Monday. Hopefully, we'll be able to go through the the you know the identical score agamis, if that's even a thing. And try and pick out some results for you. We'll have to start a, a Twitter account, identical scoregami. You know, an offshoot of just the normal NFL scoregami. Yeah, we'll we'll certainly give them their credit. You know, we we <laughs> it, it's all copyright here. Yeah. Um. Course. Yeah, but in the meantime, enjoy the game this weekend. Uh, we are very much look for very much looking forward to it. Uh, these are rented lips, by the way. So the 49ers are taking on the Carolina Panthers, hoping to move on beyond 500 to three and two, as Mark said, when back to back games this year. Um, we appreciate you tuning in. Go download, rate, and subscribe to the podcast as always. I am on social media at eGettings10. Mark is on social media at Mark Grandy. Mark with a C, Grandy with an I. Grandy, thank you so much, sir. Yes, you too, Evan. Let's, uh, should be a fun game on Sunday, and we'll catch up again on Monday. All right, sounds good. Talk to you guys on Monday. In the meantime, enjoy the weekend. This is the 415ers Podcast.